Hey there, and welcome to a really great episode of Her Brotherhood. This is Abby Bolt. I just had a gal that I saw on one of our Facebook groups. She reached out to the whole group and said like, oh my gosh, I have my first media interview coming up and I don't know what to do. So I said, hey, you know what? Let's talk. I would love to help you with this. And why don't we make it into a coaching call and and put it on the podcast because there's probably a lot of people out there wondering how in the heck do I handle media interviews and what do I do? So enjoy. We're going to see how this goes and have a call with her and go through it step by step. And you guys might learn some tips along the way. And thanks for being here on Her Brotherhood. Hi. Hey, Emily. Yes. So good to talk to you. You too. <laughs> so um, this is great. I think this is a perfect way to do this, to talk about your first news interview and make it into a little bit of like a, a training conversation for others too. I thought, you know, why not? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely an uncomfortable and awkward territory. So right. It's definitely nice to have that. Nice. Very cool. Well, this is, so we're, I figured, you know, if we put her under a little bit of pressure by like doing it on a podcast and recording it, that's like a, a great little initial pressure for you to be like, oh my God, she's recording this. And then so, right. be, <laughs> but, but you can see how comfortable it is and we're good. It's just a conversation. So, um, now yeah. tell me, so introduce you to me and everybody else, um, your name, where you're from, what, what you got going. Yeah. Um, so my name is Emily Loveday. Um, I just got officially hired, um, for the Jinx fire department here in Oklahoma. Um, I am a mother of two and I compete in CrossFit. So between those three things, that's literally what takes up my time. Very cool. So you're a rookie firefighter with two little ones. Yes. That's awesome. What an accomplishment because I'm sorry, but it's one thing to tackle it solo. It is another thing to be a mama and manage a family too. So congrats to you. Oh yeah. Thank <laughs> you. Now what, tell me, what are your keys to that? What do you think, um, what makes you successful? What does it take to be a mom of two kids and be able to pull off the training and do all that? Um, it's, it's, it was, a struggle, not going to lie. It was, there were days, um, that I would only get a few hours of sleep because after you go through your day and then you have to study for your, um, for, for here in Oklahoma, you have to have your EMT license. So, um, I was going through EMT school and then putting in hours to the fire station and then with the kids and stuff. So by the end of the day, um, you're up late studying and then you only get a few hours. And that, that part was challenging, but luckily I had a awesome support system. Um, my parents and my friends actually would help with my kids and help getting them to, um, events and stuff that I couldn't make it to or whatever the, the case would be. Um, so I think that having a support system honestly is, is kind of what helped me get through that. Right on. That is, I figure that's where you're probably going to go with that because it truly tra takes a tribe. So would... since we're, since we're kind of doing like a coaching call here on media interviews, I'm going to immediately bring something to your attention and we'll see if we can't work on it throughout the chat. Okay. 
Okay. Okay. So on that last question that I asked you, I think you hit about seven or eight ums. Were you aware of them? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. Can I think, you that? Sure. <laughs> I think you hit in that last question when I asked you, I think your answer, you had about seven or eight, maybe more ums in your answer. Did you Probably. pick up on that? <laughs> so, Probably. So um is definitely your pause word. And I would think probably would be a good idea if every time when you're you're jumping from thought to thought, just take a breath and try not to use okay. um. And then the next thing when we talk about, as you go through it, I'll be kind of conscious of it. Now you're going to be more conscious of it too. And so, but it's yeah. okay. It's okay <laughs> to have a little bit of radio silence. Then um, I just did it right there. Then, because um, see, when you're trying to capture your next thought, that's when your ums hit. And so it, it can be really hard. But if you need to take a, a beat and think about the next piece you're going to speak about and let that um be internal and silent. It's so hard, I know. <laughs> but once you start <laughs> yeah, thinking about it, sure. it'll help. Great. Okay. So remind me again and tell me about the department. You said where, where you got picked up at, but tell me about the fire department where you work and give me a little bit of history of them. Yeah, so it's in Pink. Oklahoma. I am the, the first female, so this is a new chapter for them as well as me trying to figure out uh, the the course of how things go. The, the guys at the station and the department as a whole, I could not have asked for a better department to be at. They are very, very helpful and definitely they uh, they want me to succeed just as much as anybody else. They are very um, quick with the, to help me with training or anything that I need. They are def- they help me get through. I volunteered for a year and then got hired, and they helped me through everything that that I actually have a technical difficulty. Okay, there it goes. My computer <laughs> was going to stop recording, and I'm like, no, no. Okay, let me pick that up again. <laughs> Not now. <laughs> no, no. Um, okay, so in that piece, I I listened to all your information, and I love the answer, and so I, I want to do both fold. You know, I was listening to what you're talking about, and then also it was killing you, huh? The um, yes. piece. <laughs> so then it, then it was hard for you to even think about what you wanted to say because we get so used to just, you know, just you and I talking. It's so easy to, and then if you throw in an um, because that's where your thoughts are, and when you're just having a regular conversation – we don't even think about it. It's just how we roll. And it's like you can't right. even get to your thought unless you have that filler word. So it's hard to yes. remember. And you kind of have to go into, you know, media mode. And there's different things. Like when I have an interview on here and there's somebody that's just like inundated with pause words, I, that is totally mm-hmm. cool. I will go back and, and fix all those for them because I don't want to take away from the value of their, their interview. But when you're on like, let's yeah. say, live TV or a live, you know, yeah. news interview, they're, they aren't going to go back and fix that because they can't, or if you're doing their Facebook right. live or whatever. Now, typically if you're doing one where they're going to edit it and you feel like you're giving all of this value for an hour long conversation, and then it turns into a three minute news interview, trust me, they cut <laughs> the ums, <laughs> like they find a way. <laughs> so then it's totally cool. So it's really about, you know, being conscious of what it is that you say, how you say it. My habit, which I'm doing it right now, and it's just how my brain works, is I talk too fast. And from the time my grandfather talked to me when I was a little kid, 
Did he be like, Abby, you have to slow down. I can't understand you. <laughs> and I had someone tell me a couple of days ago, oh, it's so great when I listen to your podcast, I don't have to turn it up to the 1.5 speed because you're already going that fast. And I was like, uh, I don't know if that's a compliment or, but I'm going to, because I know sometimes I have to speed podcasts up just because I'm like, I want information out of you. I don't care about how slow you go. I just want the intent, you know? Right. So it's, it just really depends on the audience that you're talking to. And the more fired up I know I am about something, the faster I talk. It's not so much a nervous thing for me as it's like, I have so many thoughts in my head that I want to get out. So that's a, that's the first thing to think about. Now tell me about, so to remind everybody what we're doing today is we're having like a coaching call with Emily to prepare her for her first official interview as a fire department employee. Now, why in the heck do they reach out to you? So tell me about that. I Honestly, I'm not, I'm not sure. They, uh, I'm the first female in Jinx. Whoa. And I think that that's... So wait a minute. You are sure because you're the first female for your fire department. So that is great. And I want you yes. to own that. I thought about that on my way in today. And I thought we always have the habit of being like, well, first of all, I don't want attention because I'm a female. We don't want to be right. pointed out. And then you don't even want attention. Well, and as a rookie, you're like, I don't yes. want extra attention, right? So there's all these things. So I struggled right. with that for a long time. And I know a lot of people did. And I probably turned away a lot of opportunities that could have helped people because of that. However, right. why not own it in this era that we're in? Because you are inspiring. Like you can't think about your small circle that are either going to roll their eyes at you or make fun of you or be like, here's another chick you're inspiring, like so many ripples away. So you have to think about the other adults, the parents, the children, the young women that you're inspiring far, far away, or someone who is struggling and needs to hear from a woman who is being successful and happy in what she's doing, or a mother who is wondering, can I be a firefighter? I have kids. And then hearing from this gal, Emily, that did an interview. So we have to remember how strong our message is and that we keep hearing like, oh, the first female this, the first female that. And it's like, let's embrace it. Let's take those news interviews. Okay. Let's turn it to what we need the message to be. So that being said. I love that. Yeah. That good. Oh, good. So I didn't want, because I know you being the first female in the department, there's a lot of pressure already. So I'm glad when I saw that you were, you were doing this and it sounded like you're excited. I was like, cool because a lot of us as we're coming up are like we're either too cool to do it or we don't want the attention so good on you oh absolutely (laughs) great okay sorry so I kind of took over there but I just wanted to share that with you not not to doubt um see there's my um (laughs) now you've got me really (laughs) conscious of them (laughs) okay so you're being interviewed and tell me the medium. So who is interviewing you and, and what type are they doing? Describe to me what they told you so far. I don't have a lot of information on it. My chief set it up and asked if I was okay with it. And I said, yes. And then I got told it would be on Friday at one of our local um, news stations for channel two here um, in Tulsa. And that's, all the information that I have on it. So I'm not completely So you do sure know it's going to be on camera then. We know it's on camera. We yes. know it's not just a written piece. It's actually going to be on camera. And then it would Perfect. probably be helpful to know if it's live or a pre-recorded segment. 
So you might yeah. want to just either do a little digging or just flat okay. out ask the questions because it's okay to, once he tells you who it is, like look up the phone number. Don't be afraid to call the station because they want you to be successful too. So if you um, right. look up the station, call for whatever the production desk is, whatever contacts they have there and just let them know, hi, I'm going to be interviewed tomorrow. I was just curious so I could prepare. And then they'll tell you and they'll tell you up front, like if don't worry, we can edit it or you should be freaking out oh, because okay. it's going to be live. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At will. least have a heads up on it. Right. So I, um, as we go through okay. here, so I've got some like some standardized like training uh, tips to hit on. So uh, okay. The first one, number one, is decide what you want to talk about. So you know that they are coming to you for you being the first female on this fire department, yada, yada. So we know that it's going to be about that. But you, wanna, mm -hmm. you want to control the narrative to be what message you want to share. So think on that. And when, that, when you think of that right off the bat, like what comes out of your head? Like what is the message that Emily wants to get out there? I want to get across just the idea that yes, females can do it and not necessarily just females, but maybe there's um, a dad out there that has kids and wants to pursue fire or young girls, um, really just everybody just to inspire them to have that face out there that says, this is what I've gone through, but I'm here. You can too. Great. So they, they picture their their questions are really just a springboard for you to go off of because they're asking a basic question, hoping that you're going to then fill it. Like they like to talk as little as possible. They just want to give you a little kind of a spark to light whatever your message is. So that's perfect. So go in there remembering okay. those key messages. And even when you're driving around or today or whatever on your way in, just start talking to yourself like you have an interview right there and just blah, blah, blah about, you know, this, this and that and women and moms and da, 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 you know, whatever the, yeah. whatever it is. So then, so okay. you, you want to prepare though for certain questions. So are there some questions that you're worried they may ask you that you're not going to be able to just spout off or that might set you back? Is there anything like that? I don't know that there is anything specific. Um, generally when getting put on the spot, I freeze. So really any of the questions, um, okay. I'm let's kind of worried well, about let's think about that then. So your freeze tactic. So you did, did your mind just go blank? Yes. Okay. So what do you, do you have any, um, mo like, do you have any strategies for that in your life regularly? Like, what do you do when that happens? Um, I just work through it. I don't I know how to um, appropriately get through that in, okay. an, in an easier way. Okay. So let's see. I would say for you, you just need practice. You need to, how often do you talk to yourself in the car? <laughs> probably never. <laughs> so <laughs> that is probably one of the best thing. If you have, if you have solo drive time, whether it's like commute time, whatever it is, driving down the road, just start talking out loud like somebody just asked you an interview question you know think of a question in your head and then you know just picture the today show picture whatever where they're they're asking people these random questions and you're watching them answer and then just start talking and and throw yourself into the middle of it now to talk to ourselves by ourselves that's like 
it sounds crazy trained. So a lot of times we don't, <laughs> but if you can get through being nervous in front of yourself, you know, that's going to help you get over the being nervous in front of other people. So you know that you lock up and that's great right. because you're conscious of it. So what you want to do is figure out what keeps you from locking up. And what, what helps is to be able to just get that tunnel vision, like forget about the camera, forget about the, you know, the reporter, forget about, you have to just forget about all of it and listen to the words that the question, like listen to what they're saying, focus on them finitely and shut everything else out. And that will, that will help you do that. So, yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah. It's the whole, like, everybody's like, oh, picture everybody naked. No, picture nobody in the room. Okay. <laughs> <Nobody> do that. <laughs> it's just you. You're just there having a conversation. You have to forget about, like, all the chatter happening inside your head has to all go away. Take it all, throw it away. You're in now in this teeny tiny place like you are with me right now on the phone. That's that's all it okay. is. You're right there. Um, so speaking imagery. So you are, you are explaining something to some people that have zero idea about what you're talking about. They've either never been a firefighter. They don't know what it's like to be a mother. They don't all that stuff. So think about before you go in there, you know, how to describe that stuff in a colorful way, because it's hard for us to do things like this and forget we're not just talking to our tribe. And we feel silly being like, you know, firefighting is blah, blah, blah. And you know that... (laughs) Everybody at this station is like, oh, okay, Emily. Like, yeah, right. we know that. But it's not for them. The news interview is not for your department, okay? It's for the outside, and it's to shine a good light on the department. Because so often we have women in the news that are, it's for a bad reason. And it's so cool to be able to see all these good news interviews, the first woman this, first woman that. So this is your chance to also make the department shine. But, you know, don't don't be afraid to talk about some great things about the department or describe what if I, what it's like being on a fire engine, you know, describe the struggles in the academy or the physical disability or disability, the physical difficulties and how you overcome them, you know, but, but talk, talk descriptive so that they understand. Avoid a litany of statistics, which I don't think in this situation you're going to, because you're not going to be like, you know, for this many years there have been this percentage of women. So I don't think you're going to be you know, but they may come at you with that. They may come at you and say, because it you are a statistic. You are the first woman. So there may be a little bit of that, but just but nobody cares about the numbers. So, you know, just, yeah. but that is this whole news story is going to be about a statistic and it's you. So remember that and then just turn that however you want it, whether it's, you know, you could even talk about too, which you're, I don't know if you're chief one, but why there haven't been. You know, that's also something interesting to talk about and how they can increase that or like, how in the heck did you end up on the department? How are you their first one? I, I don't know. They, the guys, like I said, the guys there are awesome. You hear all these stories of some females getting in these departments where they go through um, different types of struggles just with the, the group that they have with the guys there. And I am blessed enough to, I don't have any of those negative stories. Um, so I, I honestly, I'm not sure why there has never been a female, especially with this type of group of people that, that are there. Mm-hmm. Is there just the interest low in the area or the applicants low? Possibly. Um, I know we have, we just got a, 
a girl volunteer. Um, but outside of that, I, I haven't seen another female application or interest in it. Okay. And so how many members, sorry, I just curious as you're telling okay. me this, I wanted to know how many, yeah. how many members of the fire department are there? We have two stations um, and three on each shift, um, or at each station on each shift. So we're a total of eighteen. Okay. Um, fully staffed. So we're we're fairly small. Yeah. So um, having department. one out of eighteen is a pretty good. That's a, it's a pretty good statistic. Yeah. Pretty high. Yeah. Yeah, which is crazy, but yes, it is. It is yeah. high. <laughs> so that's good. Yeah. Okay. So they may ask you know some, but they're the new station is going to be more familiar with your um, local statistics than I am. So they'll. They'll be knowing because I immediately I'm like, okay, you have three thousand members of your fire department and two are women. What the hell? <laughs> you, know? right. you have eighteen yeah. full time. You have one woman. Way to go! <laughs> you know? So it's all perspective, right? Okay, so uh, let's talk about like your actual speaking there. So I don't think you're going to have a problem with like volume. You come across really great. Your voice is strong. Just remember when you're in there, if you do go into like weird shutdown mode, just be louder than you think you should be because we're always, we always in our head think we're being louder when we might be being quieter and be slower than you think you should be, even though it's really hard. So if I was being interviewed right now on a news, this is probably the speed that I would try to go. It's slower than our natural conversation and it's actually difficult because my brain is tripping over all my thoughts right now, trying to race <laughs> to the next one. So just find some place in the middle and the, the, the interview person just go off of whatever their cadence is, whatever their, their speed is and whatever their volume is, you should be fine. Uh, did, okay. what are you planning to wear? I think I have, well, I'll be on shift. So I'll be okay. in my, um, in my gear that we have. Oh, good. And what color is that? I don't know what color shirt I'm going to have. We still have red for our probies until they get a certain um, amount of task book stuff done. And I don't know if I'm still going to have my red shirt or my blue shirt. I bet you um, chief wants you to wear your blue shirt. <laughs> He'll probably yeah, be like, yeah, so. yeah, not tomorrow. Um, the reason I ask is because it is one of my faults is that I'm a sweater when I get fired up. <laughs> it's not oh, even yeah, when too. I get nervous, it's when I'm fired up. Like I get, I start sweating. And so depending on what your dress is, your uniform dress or your regular, you got to think about that. And it's something that I am very conscious of if I'm going to something where I know I'm either going to be fired up or stressed out. So that's why I ask you the question of, sounds yeah. like you'll be safe either way, but I either end up wearing something that is safe like that, or I have my elbows pinned to my side so hard. I look like a T-Rex and I can't move my arms <laughs> because I'm so afraid that it's going to be, I had, um, when I would teach in our academies in California here, I teach all these classes and our, the uniforms that we had, the color was not, and the material was not conducive to sweating. And it would just like, oh no, show so bad. And so I just embraced it. And one of my, a guy that was on one of my crews, he was like, I'm just going to nickname you Pitts. And I was like, what? He's like, yep, that's your nickname. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, Abby, have you seen yourself when you're teaching? I was like, oh my God, it's so embarrassing. Because <laughs> I'm a girl and, you know, right. girls don't sweat. <laughs> so yeah. I just embraced it. I was like, screw it. So then I started getting really creative on what kind of undershirts I wore and what kind of deodorant I used. And 
but it wouldn't even, it wasn't, it was just being fired up and pumped up about what I was talking about. So yeah. So that's why I ask about what are you wearing? (laughs) Okay. Um, and it's okay to wear a little bit of makeup to make yourself feel better on camera because you are going to be on camera. And so if you typically don't wear anything and you're doing, you're doing in station in a news station. So it's not like they're just catching you on the side of the road. So it's okay to throw in some mascara and some, you know, whatever on your skin to make yourself feel like more camera ready. So don't be afraid to do that. I don't know what your norm is, but on the flip side, don't overdo it. We don't need shadow and lipstick and, you know, but yeah, you want to, you want to make yourself feel confident on the camera. And because the, the news reporter has about 12 layers on and they're going to look like some weird HD thing anyway. So you might as well, you know, so I encourage that because you want to, you're trying to put on the good face of the department and it's okay to be, you know, that you're coming into a studio. So why not? So don't be afraid to do that. Nobody's going to be like, Oh my God, she's wearing mascara. Like, okay. Yeah. It's okay to not look like you rolled out of bed. It's cool. So yeah. Uh, Let's see here. So reboot with each question. So every time they stop, because it's almost like most of their questions are going to be a completely different subject or they may be following up on one, but that's your chance to reboot. So if you just finished an answer to a question that was like, well, I screwed that one up or you don't have anything else, you know, the next question is your chance to like reset and then start over again. So just remember that. And if you didn't like how you just answer the last question, or if your mind, you're going like, Oh no, I either missed something or I need to fix something. Your next question, you can fix that. Even if they ask you like on this one, Hey, why is the sky a blue? And you're like, blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, you know, why is the grass green? Well, you can be like, yeah, yeah, grass, grass, but you can finish explaining why the sky is blue or go back to why the sky is blue. <laughs> like you control the narrative in this. And don't forget that this is not like, uh, hey, Emily, your department sucks and we're here to attack and you suck. And this isn't what this is. <laughs> this is a celebration True. interview. So it's all about you. It's all about making the department look great, celebrating the community, where their tax dollars are going, you know, so... It's a positive one. Now, if it were a negative one, that's something you'd want to think about too. So I think we should go into some of that stuff as well. Going back to why, or going back to where we don't want to be interviewed or we shy away from it. So coming from the culture that I started in, especially with wildland fire and you got a bunch of, you know, tough guys out in the woods and a news camera rolls around, you want to see people disappear? Holy cow. Like people become (laughs) one with the woods and they're gone. So it's great, but at the same time, we're missing that opportunity to give the message that we want to give. So I always encourage people that if they have the opportunity to go ahead and take it, because if you don't take it, some nitwit is going to. <laughs> like that's When you're on a fire, like yeah. let's say we're on a campaign fire and there are literally thousands and thousands of firefighters out there within however many mile radius and some media truck shows up and they're looking for somebody if they can't grab somebody that they want, somebody, whoever will step up is who they're going to take. And that's how you end up with someone on the camera that has absolutely no idea what they're talking about. And then all the firefighters are looking at him going like, who in the hell let this guy be the guy? And it's like, well, he or she was just the one standing there willing to get in front of the camera. So be that person when you know that you have a good message to share, you know, don't people need to not be afraid. So a really great example is, let's say the federal fire folks versus the state fire folks in California. So Cal Fire, they're like media rock stars. And 
they are branding rock stars. So we in the feds would hide, we hide who we are. We hide the name of our agency because we were taught in a culture to like be humble, don't share, you know, to just be quiet, be in the woods, shut up and do your work. Cal Fire has done a better job at having Cal Fire branded on everything you can see. It's on every side of their helmet. It's on every side of their shirt. It's everywhere. So whenever they get interviewed, it's Cal Fire. Like you see that. And then it's like Forest Service who? Mm -hmm. Like nobody knows. (laughs) We might even be the ones running the fire. But when Cal Fire is seen on the camera, it's like they own the world. So it's smart of them because they're showing their tax base that, hey, look, we're out here working for you doing a good job and and they train all their people how to be camera ready too so and be ready to talk so I think it's important so now okay yeah so don't be afraid rock the colors you know always be ready and don't be and if people make fun of you and but it becomes like that it's like a media crew would show up and they'd be like go find Abby you know she'll tolerate you and some people just couldn't stand it to be in front they would freak out in front of the camera but it'd be like I'd be out on a division and this news crew would roll up and I'd be like, Oh, Hey, how's it going? And they'd be like, Oh, well we were in camp and they told us to come find you. Like my, they would drive for miles and miles, but the incident commander would be like, okay, Abby's out here on this piece. Go find her. It's like, I would just got, I got used to it and it's, I would embrace it though, because I, I was proud to think like, that's really cool. They relied on me to spread the right message, to not say something stupid, you know? And so, yeah, it's important. Um, now if it does come down to something that is sensitive, like let's say something changed, there's a, a lawsuit going on or there's a sensitive fire incident that happened. Of course, we always want to get overheads approval. So in this case, if you're out on a working structure fire and a reporter comes up to you, let's say there's been a fatality or somebody's talking that there could have been a fatality and a reporter comes up and shoves something in your face, of course, you're going to want to default to your supervisor, run that up the chain because if right. it's a... If it is a headhunt, you definitely, definitely want to pass that up. So we don't, I don't want people to take that the wrong way. Like you don't want to jump in front of the camera when it's just going to, you know, put something at risk. So that one, I think, do you guys have a, have a policy or um, like a media policy that you've talked about? We generally just point it to the captain or (laughs) Keith if he's he's on scene. Right. Right. We say, go find the white hat. Right. See, I know it's a, we just all point to, but they wouldn't want to hear from the white hat. They want to hear from the red and yellows and, and, uh, right. but, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's their job. And do you guys have somebody that's identified for public information? We don't. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I think you just became it. So congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> but they, you know, that's, it's might be something, you know, women just have, we, this is one of our strengths. One of our strengths is the gift of gab and not being afraid to speak up and be in front of a, you know, to do all that. I don't know. I mean, we have so many more PIOs that are females across the board. And I think it's because it's, it's a strong point. So embrace it. If like, no, one thing that gets pissed, I get pissed off about is if we're always in meetings, everybody's like, Abby, can you take the notes? Cause I'm always the only girl. I got to where I'm like, no, I'm not going to take the notes anymore. No, I won't. <laughs> I eventually had to say no because I got tired of just because I was the one girl in the room and that might be my right. my strength, you know. I'm like, no. So, yeah, but I think it's great to embrace doing the public information side. And, and you're personable and that's half that. So a lot of these interview na- interviews now are happening with like uh, Facebook Live. They're rolling up with their freaking iPhone and they've already got it rolling 
or you've oh. been on Facebook Live for the last hour and you didn't even know it. Yeah, one time I was on this fire, it was burning through a bunch of homes. It was an all-nighter. It was like 2 in the morning, and I'm <clears throat> I'm on the side of the road, and someone's like, hey, the news crews are going to be showing up right here at this roadblock. Can you go? And, you know, they want to talk to somebody, so can you just go talk to them? And it was a really sensitive situation, and we were, I think we were up to like two or 300 homes at the time and some fatalities. Oh, my goodness. So they're, they're all set up. Well, then I just start BSing with this this uh, news reporter. We're talking because, you know, when you're off the camera, it's great to you, – you build a rapport with them. You, you know, you know them, and you're not worried that they're going to throw you under the bus, and you're just chit-chatting because you want to prepare and really let them know what right. the, what's really off-the-record stuff going on. And then come to find out, we've been talking for like 20 minutes, and she had had her phone on a, a – <gasps> tripod behind us filming Facebook live the entire time. And oh my goodness. I didn't say anything that was concerning. I was just shooting the shit and, but it was right. like, I very well could have easily. So nowadays oh, yeah. they're on like a complete live feed all the time. So we have to remember that in everything that we're doing and it's okay also to talk to, you know, you'll build a rapport with them. And whenever you're going to go into an interview, like I was saying, call the station and find out what, find out what the situation's going to be so that you're better prepared. It's okay. They're used to that. And have a conversation whenever you're doing interviews. What is this for? You know, what, is it going to be edited? Is it going to be live? What, you know, if I, and don't be afraid to be like, okay, so if I say something stupid, can you take it out? Like, don't be afraid to ask him that because <laughs> that's what you want to know, you know? So you're like, I do, I, like you need to know that. Yeah, it's important. So like you're doing a morning show, so it might be live, but it also might be taped for later play. So that's cool. I would ask him that, be like, okay, so, you know, if I do this or, you know, don't be afraid, just be honest with them because your prep questions with them are not the interview. It's okay. They're, they interview nervous people all the time and you're trying to protect yourself. So you're like, you know, cause if you're going on and you say something that's completely detrimental to yourself or to the department, you just, it just fell out, you know, you're who knows yeah. what it could be. You want to be able to say, Oh my gosh, can you take that off that? And they'll be like, right. And they'll have no problem with that. So yeah, you just want to know. Yeah. You want to know what the thing is. So they're, they're out to help you. And yeah, if you're in if you're into one where they're not out to help you, default it to someone else. <laughs> yeah, that's an easy one. I don't know. Talk to my chief. Yeah. So yeah. Easy, easy. Okay. So what else? What else is making you nervous? Really, just all of it because, like, I, like we talked about, like just the the pressure of being a rookie and then being a female and making sure that I say the right things. Um, just that the whole group of things is really, really it. Well, I want you, okay, so your interview is tomorrow, right? Yes. Okay. So I'm going to actually do something I don't usually do. I'm going to put this on the podcast today so that you can replay it back and just go over this okay. stuff again. And then I'm going to challenge you for from now until you're there tomorrow, I want you to be doing internal interviews the entire time. And I want you to be talking to yourself all day long. I'm not even kidding you. <laughs> so, okay. okay. I can I, do that. Okay. I want you to do that. And it's, <laughs> and it's going now your ums, your pause words are so they're really not bad and they're very natural. So I don't want you to be too overconscious about that, but now you're going to be thinking about it more, but I don't right. want you, I don't want it to disable you or, you know, set you back because actually they come through so easily. It's not going to be a big deal. And then you'll hear this. I'm going to leave them all in the the interview and I'm going to leave mine in. 
And then you'll hear where like they are distracting or where they're not distracting, but they're very natural. So I wouldn't worry about that. And I want you to, what are you doing for that? Like, do you have drive time in the next couple of days or solo time? Yeah. Um, I do have drive time. um, I actually have a part-time job that I work on my days off. It's about 20 minutes from my house. So I have that. Perfect. That drive. And you have a smartphone obviously. So it's got a record function. So don't be afraid to record yourself and play yourself back. And and this is, you know, that's too much for today, but in the future you can, but I want you to, when you're driving this entire time home and there, there and back, I want you to, in your head, think of a question they would ask you. And then I want you to just go for it out loud, say it, talk it as you're driving, just like you're on camera and practice. Okay. Okay. You're going to rock it. It's going to be great. And it's just the first of so many. And it's the best way to get our message out for others and the community. They want to know how their tax dollars are being spent. And a great story, a happy story is one of the best. And we all love hearing first time this, first time that, until we never have any more first women this and that. We want to keep it going. And it's up to people like you to share that message. So I'm glad you're doing it, Emily. Well, thank you. Yeah, I can't. So I want to follow up. So you're just starting in and I want to follow up with you in the future and know more about yeah. how it's going. And did you go through a um, regular academy? How do you guys do that there? For my department, they put us through um, our fire one, which we went to another town here and did a, an academy with them for the fire one and hazmat. And then that was kind of like an in-house type academy it wasn't like a full um five what is it five months I think for the bigger cities here um so we just had the the little in-house one nice and then the other piece that you mentioned in the beginning that I wanted to follow up with is tell me about CrossFit competition yeah so yeah I did compete for a couple years and then I had to take this last year off between um the, the academy putting in my hours at the station, getting through EMT class and just this single mom business. Um, I had to kind of take a year off from all of that. So I'm slowly starting to get back into it and back into training and hopefully I can get back into competing nice. sometime soon. Now, how do you feel that uh, for those out there that have never been CrossFitters, how does being involved in CrossFit prepare you to be a better firefighter? Oh, it has helped tremendously just in the physical and mental aspects of it. Um, as you know, the, the job it can be very physically demanding and having that background in me has helped a lot um, for the physical challenges. And then also when you are any type of competitor, having your, your mentality tested and uh, mental strength that stays with you. And that's something that you just kind of, put towards anything that you do and that has also played a huge part in in the roles of being a firefighter very cool i i i think i need to get back into crossfit <laughs> the more i hear you talking about it i'm like yeah I'm, i do miss that i i need to get back into that we don't have an actual uh, box here where i live at but um i almost feel like i need to create one <laughs> yeah but, yeah all right. Well, I'm going to let you go because I gave you an assignment. I want you speaking yourself and I want you to call okay. the station. Don't even worry about your chief or any of that stuff. You just call them. They know you're coming. Give them a call and be like, hey, I'm coming. I just wanted to know, is it live? Is it da-da-da? 
uh, is there anything that I should be prepared for and let them give you their spiel. Okay. Okay. Perfect. All right, girl, it's yours. You control the narrative. This is your message. So be confident and practice. I will. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Emily. You have a really great day. You too. All righty. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed this edition of Her Brotherhood and being on that coaching call with us. If there's anything that I can help you out with, come see me over at abbybolt.com. Reach out to me. Let me know. A couple things on here that I don't think we hit on that I wanted to make a point of is when you're working with a reporter, especially with a camera, don't be afraid to ask them where you're supposed to look if they don't tell you because you're not really sure if you should be looking at them or directly into the camera. So always just ask questions. Not a big deal. And always assume you're on camera. Even if you're being interviewed in a group and you think that they're just focused in on somebody else that's speaking, always be poised like you're being watched on the camera. Don't forget to smile. Lots of smiles are great even though you have an intense thing that you're talking about. Keep that light feel on your face. And above all, breathe. Don't forget to breathe. If you get flustered or you need to slow down or you're looking for your next idea, just take a breath. That's all you got to do. Well, thank you so much for being here, spending your time with me and her brotherhood. It's an honor whenever you do take the time with me. What I really would love is to have some more patrons. So if you go to patreon.com, check out the link in the show notes and show your support. And I'm so excited to announce that we have t-shirts available now for her brotherhood. So let's show it out there. Celebrate women that put their lives on the line. And with that, Have an excellent day.